Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday late morning edition of the PHLY Eagles podcast. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here. Lots to talk about. Full day at the Novacare Complex yesterday, Zach. You got to introduce yourself to the newest Eagle who shares uh, DNA with you, Philly guy who loves Allen Iverson. Talk about that. Talk about what Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni said. Your Milton Williams, Nick Sirianni story. Talk a little bit about that. We've got some truncated uh, trade deadline quackatology that we're going to squeeze in anyway, even though Howie Roseman sort of stole our thunder there. And then we've got our weekly roster draft to close things out. How are you? Doing well. Great posture as always from you. Thank you. Excited for the show. Missed you yesterday. Uh, Back at it today. There was a lot that went on in Eagles world yesterday. There's going to be more in these next 48 hours. Not a a big um, headline game. It's interesting to Mm. go from like Dolphins week to five and one teams, prime time, Kelly Green. People are jazzed up about the opponent. To the second game against the Commanders, yeah, in first weeks. rematch, and you got to play yeah. the you got to play a team twice before you've played either of the exactly. other division opponents. I don't like how the schedule works out that way. I don't like that either. I would have liked if if they switched a Commanders and Giants game, right? Because they play the Giants twice in three weeks to end the season. They yeah. play the Commanders twice in four weeks here in October. We get these commercials about the like the use of AI in the NFL schedule and like all these permutations. <laughs> it's so difficult. Like it wouldn't be that hard to just say, okay. Every team plays one team in their division in the first half of the season and one team in this yes. and, and you play them in the second half of the season. Like the the jumbled nature of it is so asinine. You know? I agree with you. Uh, and especially because like just from a competitive perspective, if you're a Cowboys fan, let's say, okay, and I know if you're watching this right now, you're probably not a Cowboys fan. Let's go, Yankees. <laughs> but if you're a, See, because I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I, I, I recognize okay. that. Lakers, Cowboys, yeah, do yeah, yeah, basketball. Yeah. I, I I get that. If you're a Cowboys fan and you're in a division race with the Eagles and let's say the Giants are mailing it in at the end of the year, you're like, yeah, that's the true. Eagles played the Giants twice in three weeks at the end of the year uh, when the Giants could be twice in three weeks should never happen. No, it's insane, especially especially at that point in the season. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, again, that's that's not here nor there this week, but it does. It's it's a it's a week when the conversation is about the Eagles, not the opponent. We'll have our roster draft with a new wrinkle this week. I'm excited for that and doing that differently going forward here. But it is an Eagles week. It's not an opponent week per se. I agree with that. Now, please uh, pardon me while I do this, but you got a little thread here on your shirt. Oh, that I'm going to take off. Thank you. I think the I, mic was 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 covering it. I but. don't think that that affects your fashionability. I think it, no, you're it still in good standing, but just to clean it up. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's get to the uh, to the Stone Cold Newsman because it was a busy day. Wednesdays are always a busy day at the Novacare Complex. What did you learn? Well, Kevin Byard in Philly, in the locker stall previously occupied by Brian Dawkins, a player that he looked up to when he was growing up in Philly. And I asked him 
I didn't ask him where he went to middle school. I was more curious where he would have gone to high school. Okay. Had he played yeah, because that of high sounds school like football. an exact question. Yeah. Yes. Because he, he left in when he like in eighth grade. Is that when he left? Yes. He okay. he, he left at, at the age of fourteen. He would have gone to Overbrook High School. Okay. The same high school as my grandfather. Wow. Jordan. Yeah. How about that? Maybe they should call each other at six in the morning when you're on the West Coast. <laughs> That's true. Instead, same, he could call Kevin Byer next time. Same high school as Will Chamberlain. Same high school as Will Smith. Overbrook High School. Uh, so what's he, your take on all this Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, drama that's been dominating the news? I have no opinion. What happens, <laughs> what happens to someone else's marriage is their business, not mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but why? Well, it seems like you have an opinion. No, I, I just, uh, the people want to know your take on pop culture. I don't, yeah. you know, it's sitting there. I got to ask you. Yeah. Fan of Will Smith. Okay. Loved Fresh Prince of Bel-Air growing up. Enjoyed his movies. Always like a uh, Philly connection. Uh, but have no opinion. Does on it his put marriage. the Oscar slap in a different light in your mind? Does it put the Oscar slap in a different light? Of course, the night we all remember as the night that Jeffrey Lurie won his second Oscar. <laughs> yes, I remember being in in a disgusting. The worst, I think the worst hotel we've ever stayed. A at. disgusting yeah. hotel <laughs> down in in. Um, North of Palm Beach. Right. Okay. We and were to, in and to, and to be And to be ferried from there to then like the most opulent yeah. hotel in the world. Yeah. I was, I remember coughing like crazy <laughs> was terrible. every day because I don't think those air filters had been cleaned yeah, out in not, the existence of no, the hotel. Really bad stuff. Yeah. That was a disgusting <laughs> hotel. <laughs> um, but I do remember watching... But, uh, yeah, but at least the uh, like the TV reception was mediocre at best. Yes, because Claire F says, and I appreciate you watching us every day, Claire F. It says, does ZB know what the slap is? I do because Jeffrey Lurie won an Oscar yes, that night. Would, but that, that is the key question is would you have known oh, otherwise? No, I would not have been watching. <laughs> uh, I would not have been watching. Oh, God forbid. That. So unmanly the, to watch Was the that Oscars. the Oscars or the Golden Globes? That was the Oscars. That was the Oscars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I do remember it for that reason. Okay. Um, but so yeah, Overbrook so High School, that's Overbrook where we were. Overbrook High School. So he, he, he grew up on 52nd and, and, and Lancaster. Uh, and uh, so going from there to, to Broad and Patterson, South Philly, um, he's, he's come a long way. So he, he, he moved to Atlanta, but he grew up a big Eagles fan or a, a, a Brian Dawkins fan. Brian Dawkins, Troy Palomalu, Ed Reed were the three safeties that he kind of looked up to when he started playing safety. He Which, I mean, let's be fair, like, if you're going to, those are the, just the three best yes, safeties. Like, exactly. it's, it's not, it's not like there's like a, a guy who he kind of liked yeah, that didn't get enough sure. appreciation. He just liked the three best safeties. But he used to specifically watch the Weapon X video. Mm. And interestingly, on our Discord, where if you're a diehard member, you Discord can, or Deathcord? Discord. <laughs> if you're a diehard member, you have access to our <laughs> Discord. But to uh, have a one-person studio audience and get a chuckle yeah, is really great. like that is perfect for me. That's, that's perfect all for that I'm that's going what for. Wants, yeah. So we've I got want, we've got yeah. Coach over there giving me a laugh. Yeah. That's that's going to sustain me for the rest of the day. By the way, this is the fundamental difference between Bo and me when it looks at it, when we look at, at, at data. I want the masses. <laughs> Bo wants the the like diehard correct the sickos. Yeah. yeah. Bo Bo operates to the to the to the devoted crowd. I want the masses. 
I yes, want. Yes, I am like, speaking pretty much only oh, yeah. to the people who watch every single episode. Yes, and I am episode, trying yeah. to attract as large an audience. I look at those YouTube numbers, and I want that to keep rising every single day. The article numbers. I look at all the metrics. I want those to keep rising every single. That day. That is totally incidental, as far as I'm okay, concerned. Okay, so yeah. let's get to Kevin Byard here. So yeah, used to watch the weapon. That's so why I was saying in the Discord, people knew the specific video because a lot of people in Philly watched that, yes. that Weapon X video. Um, so with the trade, he didn't really want to get too much into the Titans. He said it's good waking up on a 6-1 and one team. Uh, there's an acclimation process that needs to take place here. There, Can we talk about the double buy? He said he's fresh coming mm -hmm. off the buy because he was asked, does he still have Gaz left in the tank? See what you did there. Fresh, fresh Prince, Will Smith, yeah. nicely done. I didn't do it like that. But yeah, he said uh, that... Uh, when he was asked, does he still have Gaz left in the tank? He said, he said you'll see. He said, did he you said, say Gaz? Is that? <laughs> no. He said, you'll see. Uh, but he thinks so. And he said he feels, he feels fresh. Now, as far as – he said he doesn't want to come in here and say he's a great player. And then someone said, well, why are you a great player? And – he said what he did in Tennessee doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's about what he does here with the Eagles. Speaking um, your language again. Yes. Uh, his, his quote was, it's all about what I, what I do now. I'm here. I've had a great career in Tennessee, but I'm in Philadelphia. I'm a Philadelphia Eagle now. And that's what it's about moving forward, making plays with this team. So this is going to be this is going to be interesting. Now, he, he knows Reed Blankenship. They trained together in Nashville. Uh, and there's a relationship, obviously both went to middle Tennessee state and he didn't, they didn't play together, but he's been aware of Reed Blankenship. Uh, so, so there's a connection there. Knows a lot of people in the locker room. First call was to AJ Brown, of course, smart. And he's excited to play with Darius Slay and James Bradbury. He w uh, was in, I believe the same draft class as James Bradbury. I think he said he was at the senior bowl with Bradbury. Okay. Sounds right. And then he said that he's always admired Slay's game so excited to play uh with them he talked about his versatility he says that comes from watching film as 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 much as he does uh that he can play different spots uh there is this acclimation process but i i don't think it's going to be so pronounced you heard brian baldinger on our show tuesday say that uh at, at safety there's only so many you know different calls and coverages now communication is important so we'll see how that goes well uh, yeah and and those different coverages are taught differently sure. in different schemes exactly. I, I think it's i think it is a difficult position to be thrown into in the mix but i think the the more relevant point is that as you said this is what they've been doing all season yeah. long like this is exactly. just another guy thrown into the mix and so it's not like sean Desai doesn't yeah. have experience with that and i think it's harder for a rookie you know the eagles have had not a lot of success drafting safeties as as we know and one of the things you hear is that the position is hard to project going from college to the NFL. Uh, I think for an eight-year player, there's who's played. You know, I was speaking to Brandon Graham about it. Brandon Graham said he's played in one system his whole, or he's played in one city the whole career. But he's played for different coordinators, so he's probably been exposed to, to different terminology. Uh, so that that could be beneficial here. But it's something we'll get to when we talk about the trades that these don't always work out because there is. Uh, there always is an adjustment. Anyways, that's the Kevin Byard update. He's in the building. The Eagles only had a walkthrough yesterday. They'll be on the practice field today. So Byard's first practice will be today. By the way, he's wearing number 31, a little uh, roster maneuvering by the Eagles. That was interesting. <laughs> they wave Mario Goodrich, <laughs> okay, or, or they cut Mario Goodrich from the practice squad, yeah. okay? Give 
Kevin Byard, the 31, <laughs> and then sign Mary Goodrich the next day. Because there's a rule in the NFL that you can't change numbers. Uh, like, you can't switch numbers yeah. midseason, right? Now, I thought practice squad you could, but maybe you can't. The Eagles certainly weren't taking any chances with that. It's so, that is, so, like, what a what a slap in the face to Mario Goodrich that it's it's not like— uh, it's not like we're moving on from you. It's like, hey, listen, I know we cut you from the active roster. We still do want to keep you around, but we're also stripping you of your number. And so we have to whack you for a day. We'll see you tomorrow, but you're going to have a new number. That's how little we think of you. Oh, I disagree. It's like we think so much of you that we're just cutting you for a day. Stay here. <laughs> you don't have to come to work. You're still getting paid the same. And you'll come tomorrow. And, yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. So what? So the Eagles do this. You know, like they cut Brandon Smith last week, then then bring him back. They have these these different ways of maneuvering the practice squad to make sure different guys get paid. And I, I remember when I covered the Giants, they used to do this with Ryan Perilou, uh, the quarterback. They used mm. to cut Ryan Perilou like every Friday and then bring him back <laughs> on Monday. And I think it was a way to, to, to get multiple people different, uh, you know, different practice squad paychecks, something like that. And where did Ryan Perilou go to high school? Somewhere in New Orleans. Uh, I forget the specific school. Uh, maybe John Curtis, but I could be wrong there. Uh, but he went to LSU, as we all remember. As we all remember. And then he had the transfer. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to get into the Ron Perlow story. <laughs> but but uh, so that's that's the Kevin Byer thing. Um, Reed Blankenship, the, oh yeah, that's, Reed Blankenship would have been a full participant in practice had they practiced. Big news. Big news. So Blankenship will be back. So now you're going to see the Blankenship buyer safety combination. They need a, they need a nickname like the the Murfreesboro men. Murfreesboro <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. Mm, middle the, of the mayors. Uh, because Byard goes by mayor. Yes, and he's he goes by the mayor because he's from near or he went to college in nearby Murfreesboro. So people think he's from Tennessee. So the or he, people think he's from Nashville. So the Titans play-by-play guy. He gave a shout out to him. I, I always respect when they give a shout out to the play-by-play guy, uh, like Merrill Reese with the Eagles. And he said that. So the play-by-play guy down there started calling him the mayor. So okay. uh, blanket chip back. Milton Williams uh, would have been limited uh, in, in practice, and then Bradley Roby would have been absent. The name that's not on that injury list is Jalen Hurts. Great news for the Eagles here. Jalen Hurts, even though he's clearly dealing with something, it's not to the point that it would have affected any practice participation or that he's undergoing uh, or, or receiving treatment that would require him to be on the injury list. Uh, now, when I asked Nick Sirianni, at yesterday's press conference, how Hertz is doing, this was before the injury list came out. He said optimism or, or they're confident Nick's, uh, that Jalen's going to play, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Like Jalen's clearly managing something. He's dealing with something. He said, you can ask Jalen how that is. Jalen didn't want to get into it. He said day by day, but he did say the show must go on. He said the best, avail- the best ability is availability, <laughs> Excuse me. Which, is, uh, which is an expression you here uh, from time to time. Can't make the club in the tub. Mm-hmm. And he says he kind of takes, I don't think he said takes for granted, but he, 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 he kind of doesn't fully appreciate how important it is for him to be there for his team until he hears them kind of talk about it. Um, something of, 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 of that nature. And got the Murfreesboro Maulers suggested okay. in the chat, the Memphis mob. Maybe yeah. there's something with blue Raiders. 
Here's the exact quote. The best ability is availability. Just from a leadership standpoint, I don't think I always realize the role and impact that I have on that because I'm just going out there literally trying to be the best version of myself and uplift the people around me. That's just in my spirit and who I am. But when you hear guys acknowledge uh, what you're dealing with, it's, it's, it's not something I want to talk about because the show will go on. Now, what about the lie that he told? <laughs> so he said, I don't know if I've, and, and this is a quote here, quoting him directly, because I, I, I definitely don't want this to get lost in interpretation. Quote, I don't know that I've ever been banged up as a runner. Everything comes from within the pocket. The illusion is, or the narrative is, you run the ball more, you get injured. He, he didn't say you get injured, but that was the implication. Quote, that's not always the case, not here. Now, I think that that is... There is truth to that, that the narrative is that he's more likely to get hurt when he's running the ball, and that is not always the case. But he got hurt last year in Chicago when he got tackled in the open field and his shoulder was driven into the cold Soldier Field dirt. Like, that's when he got hurt. Now, so, he might like, argue we all that remember that. in the open field. Why would, we, why would he argue that? He said in the pocket. That was clearly yeah. not in the pocket. But that was not the open field. That was like he But he's he not saying not in the open field. He's yeah, saying in the, in the pocket. pocket. He had not even – well, technically, actually – had he escaped the pocket yet at that point? I like think that was so. a running play, but that that but that almost presented itself as a sack. That was a that was a that was, that a was not play, him in the pocket as a passer, no. which is what he's referring to. I agree with you there. I mean, um, but he is defensive about the idea that he gets hurt as a runner. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's fine, but he's also not telling the truth there. Also, I'm fascinated to know then when this knee injury occurred. <laughs> Because it did not occur in the game. We've speculated and there's been speculation that it might have occurred or I, I shouldn't say. And also there was obviously some kind of re-injury or aggravation yeah. to the point that he had to put on a brace at halftime. Yes. Like it's not like nothing happened. So in the Rams game, there was that run to the right sideline where the camera kind of showed a leg buckle or a knee buckle. Uh, there's been speculation that's when it occurred. It, if he's saying he's never been hurt in the pocket then it wouldn't be that play. Or he's, he's never been hurt running. Nonetheless, this is something that, uh, that we will need to uh, watch going forward. By the way, the injury, well, the, well, the injury two years ago against the Giants, that was, that was when he was sacked, correct? I think that is right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, if you are like uh, someone who's trying to get away with not telling the truth, it's sometimes helpful to have sunglasses on so that nobody can read your eyes. And if that's the case... Shady Rays could come in handy. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that is just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. And if you're into winter sports, their quick-swap snow lenses switch easily from full sun to low light. Don't let changing light conditions slow you down on the slopes when all you need is Shady Rays snow goggles. But really the the key here and, and the secret sauce to Shady Rays is this this deal that they have. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Shady Rays is also committed to making a difference in communities across the U.S. through their impact program, teaming up with nonprofits to help people live healthy, courageous lives through some of their most challenging times. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free. Within 30 days, there's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back with personal and fast support. 
exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out an amazing deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHLY for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's about as many people as Zach wants watching this show right now. 250,000? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's, let's, let's get that up. I'm more comfortable uh, with like 19. <laughs> Bo, on Saturday, I had a great day on Saturday. Uh, my first day home in a while, like without um, traveling or work. Uh, and I went to my son's soccer game. I bet you found a way to work, though. I worked in the morning before my kids got up. Okay. But uh, when I, my son had a soccer game, I was there. He won. He was really excited. And to celebrate the win, uh, I took him to a place that he loves and that I was excited to go to. That's Wheelhouse Cards. Okay? It is awesome there. Wheelhouse Cards is a great place. Uh, if, if, if you're a collector, if your kids are collectors, or even, by the way, um, I'll, I'll get to this. My, my wife, she was with me then, Emily, uh, she got a Philly snow hat. Uh, we were watching the game yeah. outside that night with, with, uh, with a group of friends on Saturday. And uh, it was it was going to be chilly, and she wanted uh, she she saw this great Philly snow hat there. She got it there, or I should say, winter hat, and she she bought it there. So there's stuff for people from all. Are you ages. afraid you're going to offend snow? Well, no, it's a winter hat more than a snow hat. <laughs> okay. But Wheelhouse is our go-to sports car gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community. Because love of sports unites us all. There were kids there uh, for a, a trade day. They were bringing their cards to trade. Uh, it was a great community place that day. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps, Chrome, Baseball, and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell and Ness, 47 Brand Junk Food Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. I have some Shy Vintage Sports gear at my house that I got from, uh, from Wheelhouse Cards. If you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. So listen to this. Stop, stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Both are open seven days per week at 11 a.m. If you use code PHLY, you'll get 10% off any purchase of, oh, I'm sorry, $10 off. That's even better. Any purchase of $25 or more. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. I follow them there. Or use the QR code you see on the screen. Now, Zach, you came under fire for uh, for uh, the, the way that you handled yeah. the trip to Wheelhouse Cards. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll share this. So they had a, a, a trade day. I think they do this every month where you bring cards and you can trade with other kids. And this was the first time I ever went to that. And so I told my son to bring, uh, <laughs> to bring cards that he wants to trade. All of his bad cards. And so he brought the cards that he doesn't like. And I think he got embarrassed when he was there because he should have brought <laughs> all the cards. Because that's like Howie Roseman calling up a, uh, another team's GM and saying, we'll trade you our practice or, you know, we'll trade you our practice squad guys. Or we'll trade you the down the depth chart right. guys. I mean, give me, uh, give me Patrick Sertan and I'll offer you Rashad Penny. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's not going to work. If you're getting Patrick Sertan, you got to give up your premium assets. So, uh, Emily was, was like, Zach, do you know how this stuff works? And I was like, I've never, I haven't traded cards since I was on the bus. You're telling him to bring his scraps. Exactly. I mean, poor guy shows up. Yeah. And come to think of it, I, I wasn't getting, 
I wasn't getting Michael Jordan cards back in the fourth grade by trading Mike Jeminski. I mean, wow. G man takes a shot. Yeah. If, if, if I wanted a Jordan card, I had to trade probably give something to get something, a Barkley and a Penny Hardaway or something like that. Right. So, uh, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> we already are interested in the next trade day. I'm going to take Reed there. Okay. And he's going to bring his full body. What you need is like a good card that you have two of, right? Then, then oh, the but they don't know yeah. that you've, you've got, yeah. or you trade, you, you trade like two a of surplus. your mid-range cards mm. for one, you know, upper echelon Always card. the best kind of trade you can make in any situation, I think. Sure, sure. So we learned our lesson, and I'm looking forward to going to Wheelhouse for the next one. All right, Zach. Uh, good story on allphly.com about Nick Sirianni, Milton Williams. And mm -hmm. I think uh, just as much as it's, as it's about their connection, I think it's an interesting look into just, you know, the, the coaching style of Nick Sirianni that goes – beyond the sideline bombast. Well said. Uh, and I appreciate you bringing it up. So last year, Milt Williams, his, his mother, was what, she had breast cancer and she was going through breast cancer treatments. And Milt Williams is a quiet guy uh, to the point that in the media guide, his biggest pet peeve is talking too much. Okay. Uh, and one day, so he, he wasn't going around like sharing this, confiding it, opening up his feelings to different people. And Nick Sirianni comes by one day during stretch line and brings this up to Milton. I, you know, I heard about your mother. Let's let's chop it up after practice, I, I, I think uh, Nick said, or at least Milton told me Nick said. And then they talked, and Nick shared with him about his father, that uh, Nick Sirianni's father is a three-time cancer survivor. Uh, when Nick was, was younger, he had it twice, and then a few years ago there was a different form of cancer. Uh, and Nick spoke to him as as a son of someone who's been afflicted with cancer, and what that did for his family. Um, kind of, uh, Milt Williams said it, it it gave that conversation gave him hope that this was going to be okay. I mean, it was. I imagine it's scary, you know, when when or I know it is when uh, your parents are in a different location and 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 and, and going through it, and you you feel worried, you feel helpless. Uh, so. Uh, it, it, it was uh, it was a way for the two of them to connect. And when I spoke to Sirianni about this, Nick said, obviously he always talks about connection. And, and you wrote a great story last year about what he does to connect. And he's always looking for different things. And this isn't just with players. This is coaches. This is people in the building. This is media members, you know. I mean, uh, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. Nick knows I'm a big fan of the Fab Five. He was a big fan of the Fab Five. So he'll make like Fab Five references to me from time to time. Um, but, uh, he, he says sometimes you connect over adversity and in the he, he mentioned when a player gets injured, he talks about how he had this injury in college that was, you know, put him in the hospital. It was a real serious injury and kind of the, the mental strength that it takes. And he says, so, uh, in a situation where someone has cancer, uh, he's never had cancer, but he can speak with, he can speak from experience of uh, a son and a family that went through this. And so, yeah, I, I, I think it shows the humanity. I think it shows uh, the empathy. And this is a big part of Sirianni's coaching is uh, when he was hired, one thing, you know, when I called around, I kept hearing is that players love him, right? And during that opening press conference, when he was, it, it wasn't a good performance, he would tell you that. Uh, but I said what matters most is how he presents himself to the team. And I can say through two and a half years of covering him here, players do like 
respect him, appreciate him. And the stuff about connection, that's, that's not just lip service. That is genuinely, uh, it's the first of his five core principles for a reason. And we should say that Milton's mother now kids yes. are free. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Milton spoke, uh, I spoke to Milton ab- about this two weeks ago and he said a few weeks ago, she, she went, um, back for a checkup and yeah, it's cancer free. So very happy to hear that. Okay. Read that story on all phly.com. Get the, uh, the full details and a good story from Zach. Okay. Uh, how stole our thunder in trading, uh, for Kevin Byer the day before we were going to do a full quackatology. So I have a, uh, just a truncated one here for you. Okay. I've got eight names, Zach. Mm-hmm. And the first of them was floated by your boy, Connor Orr. That's Sports Illustrated yesterday. Senior writer, Sports Illustrated, and Daily Orange alum. If you... So give me the Daily Orange alums who you were there with. Who I was there with? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to slight any names, but there was a lot of... I mean, Connor Orr, Matt Gell, well, Tyler Dunn. Yeah, Matt Gell, Mandy McCullough. Uh, Ethan Ramsey, Mark Medina, Connor Orr, Tyler Dunn, John Clayton. Um, John Clayton? Oh, no, different John Clayton. He's not in journals anymore, but a really good writer. Uh, yeah, there were, there were a lot of uh, uh, Matt E. Hall, um, there, uh, Jackie Friedman, Kimberly Martin. A shout out to Kimberly Martin from, from ESPN. She wrote a really good uh, Roy Hibbert story back uh, when I was the sports editor there. Um, so yeah, we wow, had a flex and then you were the editor and she was the writer We had to get and that then, in. Oh wait. And, and, and then, uh, but those were people my age and, and below me. Uh, oh, uh, Nick Friedel from ESPN, uh, or, or formerly of ESPN, I should say. Uh, but, uh, above me, I mean, Adam Kilgore, <laughs> um, he was, uh, I mean, meaning they, but you were still like, they were seniors when you were a freshman or. Yeah. I was a sophomore when Adam was a senior. Okay. Um, there were some really good. Uh, writers in there. I don't want to make this a daily orange segment here, but some out, out outstanding people that I that I learned from, and then before me there, uh, I mean, people I look up to: Jeff Passan, Eli Saslow, Chico Harland, Greg Bishop. Um, you know the late Chris Snow. Uh, there were there were a lot of really good uh, reporters that I I look up to. Andy McCullough, Connor Orr, Matt Gill, Peckman. I'm not doing this. I'm, so, anyways, <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing that. So, Connor Orr floated out this Patrick Sertan trade. He floated out Patrick Sertan for, I think he had it as uh, a 2024 first, a 2025 first, and a 2025 third. I'm going to make it take away the third. So just two first round picks for Patrick Sertan. Or the Eagles trade for A.J. Dillon and send two sixth round picks, one this year, one next year. Which would I rather do or which are they more likely? What is more likely? I don't think they're going to trade two sixth-round picks for A.J. Dillon. So I suppose more likely is the blockbuster because they were interested in Jalen Ramsey a few years ago when they had you know big contract for Carson Wentz. They were interested in Minka Fitzpatrick. So that is a position that's a premium position. But I don't see how he wrote. I, I think one of the, the uh, lessons that Howie kind of learned – from the way that roster, um, I don't want to say it, 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 it got old quickly, but they traded so many draft picks that they didn't have as many lottery tickets to add premium players or potential premium players. They also didn't draft particularly well. Uh, so I don't think Howie does that, but I think Howie's more likely to go after someone like Patrick Sertan, who is a uh, who might be the best corner in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean- 
and he's and he's young and he can be with you for the next decade, but he's going to cost not just picks but a lot of money in a new contract. You mean he's 23 and he is maybe the best corner in the NFL? Now, by the way, I think if they were going to make a, a, a like a huge move, I think two first for Patrick Sertan is not that crazy. I would be a big advocate of, of that trade for this reason. Patrick Sertan is on, is on our DNVR show in Denver. Ah, oh, so you, you think it would? You think the uh, the agreement would transfer? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but look, <laughs> why wouldn't it? Yeah. I could slide over right here. Yeah. We can get a chair, yeah. and we can get Patrick Sertan here. For the PHLY show I like that. every week. I mean, so Howie, well, I don't know how he might not make it for that reason, but Howie. Yeah. Um, All of a sudden, Howie yeah. gets this in his ear at the last second. He's like, no deal. So yeah, yes. Can't hook up Zach. But yeah, let's let's do this and let's get Patrick Sertan on PHLY. Now, if they'd made that move, what do you think that would mean for the secondary? You think Bradbury plays the slot full time? Plays the nickel? Yeah, that's the other thing I, I, I don't get. They literally signed Bradley Roby to move. James Bradbury back over. They signed both these guys this past offseason. So it puts them in a weird spot, but collect talent. But they also know that they need to solve that position long term, um, and that would be solving that position long term. I I see Big Mike McDee says, uh, Brussini said, Howie is still on the prowl. I I think it's it's noteworthy that Diana Rossini uh, from The Athletic reported that uh, Howie's still being aggressive. But I always joke this time of year that the easiest report anyone can make is that Howie's working the phones because, or like you hear in draft season, yeah, I, I hear the Eagles are trying to are like interested in moving up or down. The Eagles are always looking to trade, but it is noteworthy in this case because they made the trade last week that Howie's still aggressive, and so that's why I'm not dismissing Diana's report. I also think that this is like um, media literacy. I think it matters that. That Diana is reporting this. Diana knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Like Diana a week ago said the Eagles are thinking about being aggressive yeah. for safety. And she called that. She got that right. Um, I think she knows the difference between how he wants his name out there and he's interested mm-hmm. in anything and like he's still on the prowl. I think I think you can trust. Absolutely. I think you can trust Diana over like, uh, you know, somebody who's just reporting the trade terms right after the <laughs> trade just got announced. <laughs> That's all. Okay. I don't think that she's. I don't think that she's in the business of lip service. No, not at all. She's terrific. Okay. Uh, next up, Jalen Mills for a 2024 fourth round pick. Maybe that's a little too too pricey. Or uh, Kenny Moore, the Colts corner who can also play in the slot for a 2025 third. Ah, giving up a third, but a but a two years out third. Okay. Probably go the first one. Um, Bring the finger wag back. Yeah, but that, that is a little high. I just don't see them giving up another third-round pick. You're out third-round pick two years in a row. Now, they are getting a comp pick next year, projected in the third round by uh, by over the cap. But Jalen Mills, is he worth a fourth-rounder? I don't think so. Um, that feels a little bit too much. Yeah, that feels a little steep. Okay. So which one are you going for? I guess Kenny Moore. Okay. Yeah. Eliminating Jalen Mills. But I, I don't like them, them trading a third. Uh, the Eagles trade for Marquise Hollywood Brown, who is due Ooh. to be a free agent. They upgrade the Quez Watkins speed dynamic for a guy on a contract year, and they send a 2025 third. So, again, we're talking about the third-round pick two years out. Or they call up Minnesota. They bring back a different old friend for a 2024 fourth, and Jordan Hicks is back mm. in Philadelphia. Jordan Hicks. Bring back Jordan Hicks, who's been remarkably durable since the Eagles let him go. Right. Uh, 
been a productive player, one of the top tacklers in the league during the past four years, and a friend of the pod, a friend of the show. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, very bold of you to say that. I like Jordan Hicks. I, I, like, got a, I like Jordan got Hicks too. Well with Jordan. Yeah, so did, so did I. But uh, I feel like you're really you're really saying that one with your chest, like. Ah. Like he's going to start hosting the show with you when he gets traded. <laughs> that's first off, I'm the co-host. You're the host. So that's not, no one's moving you out of your co-host seat. means there's two of us. Yeah. So you think uh, Hicks is more likely? Yes. Okay. All right. Last one of the first round. The Eagles make a different big splash and send a 2024 second round pick. They have two and get back a fourth round pick and Austin Eckler. From the Chargers and add a different dynamic to the DeAndre Swift backfield, or they trade a 2024 fourth and a Rashad Penny for Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, I would say, because Damian Pierce has two years left on a rookie contract. The Eagles are always trying to think about uh, like next year's running backs, right? This is something that um, I think in DeAndre Swift of all the backs, well, between Miles Sanders and some of the other ones they've had here, I think DeAndre Swift has made the best case for being extended uh, based on the player he is. But I also think that this is the path the Eagles are going to keep taking is running backs on rookie deals. Uh, and Pierce has two years on that deal. I think Penny, you're not giving up anything with Penny. A fourth-round pick is what it would have cost to get Pierce in the draft a year ago, and he's outperformed that draft slot. Well, he's, he has not he's struggled well this year. year. Yeah. yeah, he's struggling this year. So I am going with uh, I'm going with Pierce there, even though Austin Eckler is a Nick Sirianni favorite. Nick Sirianni shows Austin Eckler filmed undrafted rookies before the final preseason game. I think the running back thing is a place that they would like to upgrade, but I also think that the same dynamic that – Howie Roseman talked about last year and not extending anybody midseason because he didn't want to mess with the juju is a little bit at play. I, don't, I, I think they don't want to mess with DeAndre Swift is really happy right now. He's playing his best ball. He's the best running back we've had in a long time. They don't necessarily want to mess with yeah. that dynamic, I think. You're right. You're, now, if, if uh, Swift got banged up this week or something like that, then sure. – and that's the one thing that I think needs to be acknowledged. There, you know, if if there's an injury this week, that could be more of an impetus for the Eagles making a deal by Tuesday's deadline. Okay, Patrick Sertan or Kenny Moore? Uh, Kenny Moore plays the slot, and yeah, yeah, wow. plays the slot. Tough-minded. I hope Connor's not watching. He just shot his trade down. I mean, it's not the it's not the player. It's the two firsts. I don't think Howie's going to trade two firsts right now. Okay, Jordan Hicks. Even or, though Howie's expecting those first to be at the bottom of the first round both years. Is there a player who would make sense? Like a first and Milton Williams or something like that? I know oh, you're... That's interesting. I don't know. Um, hmm. I would probably say there's like a backup offensive lineman. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about a first round pick. <laughs> that doesn't... No, no, a first and like instead of Milton, like an offensive lineman who because the do yeah, first the, and Tyler Steen, you think that's maybe, getting it done? I don't know. I, I don't think so. No. Okay. Jordan Hicks or Damian Pierce? By the way, maybe, I mean, I don't think they would trade Nolan Smith, but maybe like a first and, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Because of a pass rusher yeah. that it's like getting an extra first round pick there. Um, that's a classic Howie line, like getting an extra first round <laughs> pick when it's not the same. Hicks or Pierce? Pierce, extra years on the deal. 
Okay, Kenny Moore or Damian Pierce? Who's going to win this? The, the Kenny Moore trade was for a third? The, 2025? Yeah, a 2025 third. Kenny Moore. How old is Kenny Moore? I'll tell you in one second. Sorry, I should have had that. Although I, I Kenny Moore is 28. Okay. And, and a free agent to be. Oh, a free agent to be. Okay. Well, then Damian Pierce. Because Damian Pierce, it's similar to the, to the, uh, the Jay Ajayi trade in the sense that you're not just making it for this back half of this year, but you're making it for the year after and the year after that potentially too. Florida guy, um, uh, the Eagles were the Eagles really liked him going into Brian that Texans. Johnson the cohabitation matrix. Yes, the Eagles really liked him going into that Texans game last year. If that's a deal that the Texans would make, then sir, I mean Rashad Penny's inactive for the Eagles right now. So well, yeah, but that's I mean Penny he, he's, he's the Terrell Edmonds of this. Yes, deal. Penny in a fourth. I like that. Okay, well, there you go. Zach's predicting that the Eagles are going to trade for Damian Pierce. That's not what I am predicting. So I stay am, tuned for that. He won Quackatology. Next week. And when Damian Pierce makes his Eagles debut, if you want to buy tickets to the game, you can do it on Game Time because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And the good news is the tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. I hate digging through that email. I've got like uh, 98,000 unread messages. What are we doing? So... Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, the reason I have my phone out here is because I have the sole savvy app up on my phone. It's the Drops app, okay? Uh, and... It's a, I, I'm becoming, a, I guess, more of a sneakerhead here. Uh, uh, to add an, a different uh, angle to your fashionable yeah, lifestyle. I'm, I'm, I'm cognizant of, of the shoes that I wear. Um, and you don't want to miss out on the biggest sneaker drops and download this. And, and so you don't miss out on it. Download the Drops app, which I have. The Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news, releases, raffles, and sales in the sneaker world. It is your one-stop shop for everything sneakers. Never miss a release again with drop alerts, instant notifications. You'll get instantly notified whenever your size is available to buy. You can keep track of all the raffles that happen in sneakers with the raffle tracker. They have free raffle management there. And there's a release calendar. They have an accurate release calendar, which will keep you updated on releases that are upcoming. Whether you are a casual buyer or you're an all-out sneakerhead, Soul Savvy has something for you with three different levels. The basic version, the uh, which is free, the mobile plus, or the premium. And the drop alert is important because this Saturday, October 29th, the Air Jordan 12 Cherry drops uh and you if you go to the drops by soul savvy it will notify you when and where it's dropping download the app and never miss a release sign up for soul savvy by clicking the links in the description below or by visiting the links 
www.soulsavvy.com slash P-H-L-Y. I want to spell this out for you here, okay? It's S-O-L-E-S-A-V-Y dot uh, com slash P-H-L-Y. Or you can head over to the App Store, which I did, and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app. And com is C-O-M, right? Yes, com is C-O-M, yes. Okay. You are making Coach crack up today, yes. It's good. It's good to have a, an active yeah. and very captive audience. All right, it's time for our weekly draft, Zach. We are changing things up this week. Position groups instead of specific players. And hopefully we'll move things along a little bit and probably easier to grade it after the fact this way. So quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers as a group, tight ends, tackles, interior offensive mm-hmm. line, interior defensive line, edge, linebacker, corner, safety, and special teams is proud to be introduced to the game this week. Yes. So that gives us 12 Michael Clay, if you're watching, this is for you, my man. Well, this is big. The Eagles are fourth in special teams DVOA. The Commanders are 21st. So a little bit of a delta there. Are you ready to go? Rock, Rock, paper, scissors. scissors, Two out of three. Let's do it. Uh, All right. Here we go. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. For the listeners, Zach made a little comeback there. I think it was uh, scissors, then paper, then rock. It was how how you, you took that down. Good for you. I did. And I did not even review the film, which I said I was going. I did watch last week's show, I, uh, but I didn't watch it for Rock, Paper, Scissors, Shoot specifically. Okay. I think we know where you're going with this one. What's that? You get the first pick. Oh, yes, of course. With my first pick, Michael Clay, if you're watching, I'm not <laughs> taking you. Okay. That's good. That's what we in the business call a, a sell. I'm not actually somebody <laughs> on our iTunes comments. I read all of them. Thanks for uh, yeah. subscribing. Please don't do that. Not good for your mental health. And, 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 and commenting. They don't like when I make that joke. Uh, this is what we call a tease in the business. So I haven't made it since. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listening Again, to our uh, consumers. Uh, um, a difficult way for you to live. If, what, if, what if somebody says they tune in just to hear you say that? Then what will you, how will you oh, react? Oh, then I'd be so conflicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going quarterback here. Uh Sam Howell, even though he played well against the Eagles. Yes, he did. In the other games, he's been a turnover, or he's been a sack machine. He's getting sacked. He got sacked a lot against the Eagles. But uh, I think that Jalen Hurts is, he has, uh, I think, five consecutive games with over 300 yards uh, passing and rushing. Uh, And that is, it's it's a good streak. Uh, I, I know he's dealing with an injury here. He played well against Washington before. I think that the connection he has to A.J. Brown jumps out to me, and I think the fact that I have the quarterback uh, advantage here is going to give me the advantage to finally – well, I shouldn't say finally, but to, but to yeah, win this would this be your matchup. first. This would be your first. I don't think I gave you one earlier in the gave season. Gave me. Okay. That's yeah. so generous of you. Bro. Well, I mean, it's not my fault you yes. haven't been drafting well. Uh, with Sam Howell, Zach, uh, as you said, that, that game against the Eagles was a, one of his best games by – EPA per dropback, it was his best by success rate. It was his second best. Uh, it was also a game in which the Eagles played a very high percentage of man, relatively speaking. Uh, so I wonder if we will see them go the, the way that they went last week against the Dolphins offense. Probably not all the way there, but uh, something to pay attention to. I'm, I'm curious for you, if you were the commanders, would you, would you be sticking with Sam Howell or would you be itchy to turn the page to Jacoby Brissett? Good question here. And I hesitate because I don't think that coaching staff is keeping their jobs this offseason. Correct. 
And so you look at it two ways here. If you put Jacoby, like the only way you're keeping your jobs is if you can go on some type of run uh, to get like the seven seed or the six seed. And, and or if you can show that you can develop a young that's quarterback. The, that's what I'm saying. So if Jacoby Brissett can step in and win games for you and you can be in the playoff mix and you think that would save you, then I could see that. But I think there's a better opportunity for you to develop Sam Howell and show you. But I don't know if that's helping Ron Rivera. That's probably helping Eric enemy, if anything, here. Right. Uh, so I think from a like job preservation perspective, perhaps uh, Jacoby, it's the quarterback who gives you the best chance of, of winning, which I imagine is Jacoby Brissett. I think at this point, even if Sam Howell like, shows promise, but Washington is a six-win team or seven-win team, then they bring in a guy who they feel can develop him or – they promote Eric Bieniemy, but uh, it would really surprise me if, and I'd like Ron Rivera, but it'd be, it, it would surprise me if Ron Rivera's back next year. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, even even if he was doing a good job, that's the classic thing of a new owner, and I don't think that he's doing a very good yes. job. And so, yeah, it seems pretty easy. Uh, all right, now this is the uh, the one of the new twists of the game, Zach, is that like there's no uh, backfilling, like you took. Jalen Hurts, that means I get yep. Sam Howell on the commander's quarterbacks. Now I get two picks, and I think this is pretty easy for me because, you know, you could say go defensive line because that's where the Eagles are so great, but, but then the, I get the, good the commanders are good exactly. there too. And so I am starting off, I'm taking the Eagles tackles. I'm taking okay. Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata because I think that's where the commanders are even weaker mm -hmm. than in the interior. And then I'm following that up with the Eagles interior offensive line. So I'm taking okay. the whole Eagles offensive line against the commanders group that has allowed a lot of pressure to Sam Howell, uh, doesn't do a great job run blocking either. I feel pretty good about that. Okay. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me here because Sam Howell's getting beat up and that offensive line. Well, let's see what this guy can do with yeah. a, uh, with a real group protecting him. And the twist in, the, in this game are uh, the, the twist in this draft here does change things because like if you take the Eagles receivers, the other guy ends up with Washington's receivers, which are which are solid group, right? <laughs> Not bad. If you take the Eagles interior defensive line or even their edge rushers, you end up with a good group of interior. So uh that adds more game theory to it. So Professor Selman, if you're watching. I don't know if it's more game theory, it's just different game theory. Different game theory. Okay. Uh but to your point about like let's analyze this Washington offensive line outside of the quarterback differential. This is where the Eagles have the biggest mismatch in this game from my perspective. And I mean, Nicholas Morrow had three sacks against Washington last uh, game. That was partly because of the way the defensive line was playing and occupying blockers. But I think Washington's going to be overwhelmed by this Eagles pass rush. Uh, Josh Sweat, who was the defensive player of the week for the Eagles last week is really coming on. Um, Hassan Reddick has been hot. In terms of sacks, in terms of... I thought that was one of... I mean, maybe his best game as an Eagle. Yeah. Maybe the NFC Championship game, but and, he was and, so good in that game. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't even the pass rushing. It was just the overall play. Uh, we see what Jalen Carter's doing. Fletcher Cox is playing well this year. They're getting high-level production in recent weeks from Jordan Davis. Milton Williams is a good player. So I think that Despite Washington... Despite everything you've said about him. <laughs> I think Washington's going to be beat up. Uh, and Washington, for some reason... I was talking to Jimmy Kemsky about this yesterday. Flex. Uh, yeah, Flex from Philly Voice. Um, Washington, for some reason, like, 
struggles against everyone else, but they always play the Eagles tough. Uh, division games are always weird. Yeah, but like Washington in particular, uh, they, they, the, there's something about games against the Eagles. You know, like you say division games are weird. The Giants don't play the Eagles that tough. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I mean, Washington, it's it's so it's, and they struggle against every other team. But Sam Howell, his best game of the year probably is against the Eagles. Well, let's right? see if he can do it again. Last Hopefully year, for me, he will. Uh, last year, Washington uh, delivers the Eagles their first loss. I mean, it, even if you go back when uh, – Yeah, but they got smoked at home. I mean – True. Um, part of the reason why the Eagles gave uh, Doug Peterson that, that Gatorade bath in 2017 is because – the Eagles weren't winning in Washington before that, and that was like a big victory down there. So, yeah. I'm, Do you I'm, remember who poured that Gatorade on Doug Peterson week one? So, Camus Gerger Hill carried him off. I, it was a Camus. I think it was Camus. It was, yeah. it was Camus, yep. I, I almost had Camus as a trade possibility here for the Eagles, but uh, I don't think figured Howie's that wasn't going to get the uh, get get up to the 250,000 numbers that you wanted. And I don't think Howie's trading for Camus. Okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like there's some reporting that he wants to l- let loose. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't think. They're... Like, I mean, do they have a do they have a tiff? Well, I mean, no, I, th- I think by the end of Camus' time here, the Eagles were ready for Camus to move on. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What <laughs> did he do something? Oh, don't you remember? Uh, <laughs> he got like benched, and he got. Yeah, I remember he did the cow. He said something about the Cowboys. Yeah. Wasn't that a thing? There was a concussion thing. At, at one point, he didn't report a concussion, I think. Okay. But Malcolm Jenkins didn't report a concussion either. I, I don't know. I, well, they jettisoned him out of town, too. Well, that is true. Mistake on their part. All right. You're up, Zach. So, like I said, the tackles and oh, – I'm, I'm sorry. The, the defensive line and the wide receivers are the strength of this Washington team, relatively speaking. But the Eagles – I would argue are, very, are better at both of those areas. So I'm, I'm going with cornerback here. And the reason I'm going corner is, look, I'm not ready to take an L here. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where you're going. But, but... Emmanuel Forbes <laughs> has already been benched. <laughs> okay. Before the draft. Now, I'm, I'm excited that the PHLY Eagle Show has brought new viewers and new listeners. And, and we're continuing to, to add to that. But to the sickos. Who followed us? You know that Emmanuel Forbes was one of the points of contention between Bo and me leading up to the draft. I thought Bo was uh, was basically judging someone by their weight. I thought he was a weightist. Okay, he looked at 180 pounds and he said that doesn't fly with me. So basically, he wouldn't have taken Devontae Smith. Not true. Okay. Not true. But, but I did look at the entire history of draft picks over the past <laughs> decade, and there had never been a Pro Bowl cornerback who was even close to that small. Mm-hmm. I thought the interception stuff was overplayed. If you had watched the highlights of those interceptions, a lot of them were just sort of dropped into his hands. And I thought it was a crazy use of the pick. So, you know, I'm not, okay. I'm not taking a victory lap yet, but uh, I am okay. also not surprised that he has already been benched. But I got to say... AJ Brown took Emmanuel Forbes' soul in that first uh, in that first wow, game. Wow, look at you! Took his soul. Well, if Forbes Forbes wanted that matchup, yeah. and AJ, uh, uh, we all remember that touchdown down the right sideline, uh, and AJ really ate up Forbes in in that game. And since then, uh, Forbes struggled the following week and has since been benched. Okay, now I like Benjamin Saint Just, the boy. Montreal and it, uh, guy, and I like Kendall Ford. 
by the way, too. Uh, but I think overall, Darius Slay and James Bradbury, now that Slay's healthy, uh, Slay had that big pick last week. I like the Eagles' veteran corners here, and I think that um, if they can kind of figure out the slot spot, I'm curious to see if Sidney Brown plays more slot for the Eagles. And we should take about 30 seconds here to recognize when I went back and watched the game, Eli, Eli Ricks, Ricks. Yeah. was a find. And we said that during the summer. We liked the way he played in camp. He had that big interception against the Ravens in the preseason game. But, man, he is developing at a rapid rate here. I like Eli Ricks quite a bit. Now, it's interesting just to, to sort of follow the usage. He has only played on third down. It's, mm-hmm. it's been strictly third down passing situations. I'm curious to see if that expands a little bit. Uh, as you said, now that Bayard is here, we wonder if Sidney Brown is going to get more mm-hmm. of those nickel reps. So you, you, it's interesting to see how that shapes out. You know, I didn't think Josiah Scott was bad either, uh, and he was a little bit more active in, in run support. But... You've also got Bradley Roby in the mix, too. So I'm, I'm just curious to see how Sean Desai handles this all. Yeah, uh, the, the slot's the big one to watch. I imagine, at least for this week, you'll see the Scott-Ricks combo. But as Bayard, because perhaps there's a rotation early on with Bayard uh, while they kind of get him acclimated. But as Bayard becomes the guy there, uh, you don't want to stunt Sidney Brown's development. And I understand the Eagles do look at what happened last year. They think that, like, Jordan Davis's development was helped by having Linval Joseph and and and, and Dominican Sue, but I think you want Brown to play. Well, I don't know if they have Eli Ricks jerseys yet printed anywhere, but if you were looking for something to sort of spruce up your uh, your your fashionability on game day, Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season, so they've got overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. FOCO has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY for 50% off. Uh, Zach, I, I understand the delta between the corners here, but I think you had a missed opportunity. I'm, I am very happy to take the wide receivers here. Mm. Terry McLaurin has always killed the Eagles, does a very good job. Uh, Jahan Dotson has been pretty disappointing this season. Curtis Samuel, I know that Shea loves him, but he's just sort of a guy. I'm taking A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and feeling very good about it. Okay. I, I, I see what you're doing there, but I do think Terry McLaurin... Uh, is a good player and Jahan Dotson uh, hasn't played well this year but played real well last year yeah there probably is a bigger delta with the wide receivers uh, but I don't you know I, I guess I was going based off the fact that Forbes has been benched Washington's still figuring out what to do at the corners and Bradbury and Slay Bradbury was second team all pro last year Slay's one of the top corners in the league uh, so now, I, do you think uh, you say Bradbury was second team all pro last year we're midway through the season things change do you think he's been that good this year They've shuffled him around. I get that. But I thought some of the stuff he did in terms of rerouting Tyreek Hill at the line uh, kind of goes unnoticed. But he, he hasn't been great, but he's been – I still think he's been good. Do you disagree? No, yeah. I think that's right. I think okay. that uh, – but he has not been as good as he was last year, I think. No, that's fair to say. Okay. Yeah, that's fair to say. Uh, so then I'm, I'm down here basically – well, I'll go tight end then. Okay. I, know. I was wondering if you were going to do that because I yeah. thought that maybe you would just let me have the Eagles offense. Yeah. Uh, Logan Thomas, who I watched as a quarterback, 
Virginia Is Tech. it Logan Thomas or Thomas Logan? It's Logan Thomas. Okay. Uh, then John Bates was an odd fourth-round pick. Didn't really like that pick when they made it. Wow. Um, John Bates catching a stray. Yeah, but Dallas Goddard, man. Dallas Goddard had a big game last week. I think you're going to see more Dallas Goddard production. Uh, I don't want to say we told you so on the PHLY Eagles show, but we told you so on the PHLY Eagles show. Uh, from the conversations with Dallas Goddard, the big difference with him needed to be catching the ball with his – uh, with the chance to get yards after the catch instead of the back to the defense. The Eagles made that deliberate change, and you've seen the yards after the catch come since then. You saw that little tight end screen or the tight end quick pass. I, w- I wouldn't even say it's a screen because they don't necessarily have the the offensive lineman downfield, but that's changed quite a bit in terms of Dallas Goddard's production. You know, I think there's a bigger difference at safety, but I'm, I'm just going to prioritize the more important positions. And I know that Chase Young is having a good season and Montez Sweat is very good. But I think that Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat are probably the best combination of edge rushers in the league. Um, and so I'm happy to take them here. Okay. Uh, so then I'm also going to sit out on the defensive tackles because I'm okay getting Deron Payne or Jonathan Allen or Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. Um so then it comes down here to linebacker or running back and or safety, right? Or uh, special teams. Or, or, or special teams. Brian Robinson played well against the Eagles in that first game, but I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift here. I'm going to go Eagles running really? back. Yeah. Uh, wow, what a wild pick. <laughs> I don't think that's a wild pick. I think that is a wild pick. Okay, you're real <laughs> excited about the uh, the safeties on Washington? I'm excited about having the best group of defensive tackles in the league. I know that De'Ron Payne and Jonathan Allen are good, but that's two. I've got four. And okay. Jalen Carter is probably better than both of them. I think that's a wild – a running back, Zach, you, and over safety too? I think that's a crazy pick. I'm, I'm, I'm taking defensive tackle. Uh, happily so. So okay. now I've got the entire Eagles defensive line. You've got the Washington defensive line. It's yeah. a good defensive line. I like that defensive line. Well, that's good for you. Guess where they are? Uh, you know, they're 26th in, de- in defensive DVOA. Like, they're not, okay. they're not moving the needle that much. Before the season, you were, you were hyping up this Washington defensive front. And hyping I, unlike you, am capable of admitting when uh, my initial view has changed. <laughs> Well, first off, there is like a five-year history of showing that you're not good at admitting when your initial view has changed, number one. If anything, I am the one who always says I was wrong. I don't think I've ever heard you utter those three words in our entire friendship together. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> I'm also very rarely wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm okay with getting – you know, because I'm looking at the – I Delta can't believe team. you took DeAndre Swift over the Eagles' defensive tackles. All right, Brian Robinson's Adrian Peterson all of a sudden. I, I like mean, Brian Robinson, but yeah. I, I mean I would rather have DeAndre Swift, but it's the least important position on the field. You are so caught up in the position and not the personnel. I'm okay with, with having Jonathan Allen and uh, Deron Payne. So, yeah, I'm, right. I'm fine with that. Go ahead. You want safety, linebacker, or special teams? I'm going Eagle safeties here. Kevin Byard. Two-time All-Pro, okay? <laughs> you can't just use that. You got. I got to. I, I can't just use that. Oh, so no, it's fine. But like you keep saying, like when they were an All-Pro, like two-time just... All-Pro. Okay, okay? I'm going to draft Randy Moss. Players, only two players 
in the NFL have more interceptions since Kevin Byer came into the league than Kevin Byer. And now you add your boy, Reed Blankenship, okay, with Kevin Byer. I got this Middle Middle Tennessee State combination. All right, now I got the entire Eagles secondary for this game. I'm confident in that. I got this Washington defensive front and this Eagles secondary. I got Deron Payne. He was, I believe, near an all-pro. Jonathan Allen, one of the most respected defensive tackles in the league. Jalen Hurts. Do you think Jalen Hurts knows football? Jalen Hurts said yesterday. I mean, not if he thinks he's never been hurt outside the pocket. Jalen Hurts said yesterday on the podium, he said, this Washington defensive front is as good as it gets in the league. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Jalen Hurts oh, said that. Jalen so, Hurts puffed up an opponent? You've got to so be kidding me. Bo Wolf sitting here on uh, 10th and Hamilton Street, okay? And he I don't knows. know if he should be giving out our location, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, in the spring garden section of Philadelphia. <laughs> knows late. more. The cat's out of the bag, my knows friend. More than the the toothpaste two, is out of the tube Knows there. more than the, the $250 million quarterback down in South Philly. I'm sorry. Right? I mean, you're obviously making a ridiculous argument. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm saying I would much rather have the Eagles defensive tackles by a wide margin. Okay. Okay. I mean, you'd rather have two good players than four good players, two and one of whom is the best of the whole group? I, I like this Washington defensive front. Okay, how nice for you. Uh, okay. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take special teams. I'm taking the okay. Eagles special teams, which is fourth in defensive in, in DVOA against the uh, Commanders, which is 21st. And you can have the linebackers. Which linebackers okay. do you want? Washington's linebackers. Okay. All right. So I have Sam Howell, Brian Robinson, I and Antonio right Gibson, and Logan Thomas and John Bates to go along with the entire rest of the Eagles offense. So I've got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Julio Jones, uh, a 14-time All-Pro and future (laughs) Hall of Famer. Seven. Um, Seven Seven-time All-Pro. Along with Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, and Sua Opeta uh, against your defense, which is the entire commander's front seven and the Eagles secondary. And you've got the Eagles, you've got the commander's special teams. You have Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, Dallas Goddard, Grant Calcaterra, Curtis Samuel, all of the commander's wide receivers, the really putrid commander's offensive line. You did line. not mention, wait, 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 real quick. Why did you mention Curtis Samuel but not Terry McLaurin? Well, I, I said, you, I did say all of the yeah, commander's wide Curtis receivers. Yeah, you Samuel. Well, as, if I, as if I ended up with Curtis Samuel. Uh, was I, I incorrect? I got Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, look at his games against the Eagles, by the way. Just saying. Okay, well, Terry McLaurin, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to have enough time to throw the ball. You know, the the uh, Sam Howell may be getting socked a lot, but Jalen Hurts is turning the ball over. So there we go. Uh, and I've got the best defensive line in football, all of it, along with Nicobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, and Nicholas Morrow, and the commander secondary and the Eagles' much superior special teams. Uh, as long as... Sam Howell doesn't uh, spontaneously combust. I think we're looking at an easy win for me. I got to say, this is my first week playing this style of the game. Um, I wasn't kind of sure how to approach it, and I will be better next week Okay, <laughs> when the Eagles play the Cowboys. Okay? It's always good when uh, I, uh, a game is competitive <laughs> and Zach immediately apologizes for his loss and play poor that, performance. But you know what? It's all about the quarterback, right? Howie Roseman took a, took a year off. Uh, traveled the world and concluded that it's all about the quarterback. <laughs> That's true. So Howie and me are kindred spirits here. It's all about the quarterback. You're saying you won because you have Sam Howell. I'm saying I won because I'm I have Jalen Hurts. Because I have Sam. Okay. Howell. So you, basically, 
This is what you need to know for all those voting at home. So, so let me ask he's you this, got, Zach. He's got Sam Howe. Mister, I got Jalen Hurts. Mr. It's all about the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I have the entire Eagles offense and defensive lines of scrimmage. The, the yeah. reason that the Eagles are so good, that's why. That's what I have. So, uh, well, yeah. because You, you let to, me get all four. <laughs> well, no, because I think Washington is a good defensive front. Obviously, I would have liked part of the Eagles' offensive line, but you took their entire offensive line with the second well, and third pick. Yeah, okay? I mean, so I got the quarterback, and then you got the second and third. Yeah, you got uh, – in hindsight, I, got, I believe the rest of that sentence was the win. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how the game plays out. Okay? All right. That'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. Back tomorrow. Are we at two? Two on the dot, I believe. Uh, so we'll talk to you then. Make sure that you stay tuned to allphly.com. Check out our other shows. I believe the Sixers open tonight. Yes, I'm pumped for that. Love the NBA. Was watching last Love night. The NBA. Was watching the uh, Mavs Spurs last night. Well, Wembenyana. Wembenyana. Yep. So I mean, Luca was awesome. Uh, got my league pass uh, fired up. So excited. Excited for the NBA season. All right, there you go. Great uh, basketball insight from Zach. Luca was awesome. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. Y'all silly like the mayor. 